guys, welcome to Relatable. Happy Wednesday. Hope everyone has had a wonderful week. Go listen to yesterday's 500th episode if you haven't, or better yet, watch on YouTube because there's a lot of things to watch. Per your feedback, we are back, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube right now, we are back to the old camera, but we're still going to, we're, we're working on some, we're working on some things. We're working on some things to make it look a little bit just even better, even better than it already does. Um, okay, today we are talking about a few things. Honestly, as I am speaking right now, I don't know everything we're going to talk about today. I haven't touched on uh, Kirsten Cinema being stalked in the bathroom by uh, supposedly an illegal immigrant who is also her constituent who is demanding that she vote yes on this bill. I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, and then I think if we have time, I'm going to talk about the whole forced vasectomy bill that you guys have been asking me about. And uh, also on Monday, we're going to talk about the um, DOJ being mobilized or weaponized against parents who are speaking up about things that they don't like uh, at school. We're not going to be able to get to that this week. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about big tech and that whole Facebook whistleblower and what all of that means and why it matters. Um, I'm feeling I, I'm in a, I'm in a little bit of a cheeky mood. There have just been so many things over the past few months that have just made me so frustrated and so flabbergasted. I really my policy now hasn't always been my policy, but I really try not to cuss in private or in public. Obviously, I don't on on this podcast, but I that's my policy is not to cuss because Ephesians says that we should let no corrupting talk come out of our mouths, only that which is good for building up. And yet there have been so many moments over the past few months, so many moments in this presidency where I just like the Holy Spirit has been working overtime in overdrive to hold my tongue because so much that we see is just so evil. It's so depraved. It's so wicked. It's so wrong. We're going to go through some of those moments at one point, maybe in November, we're just going to go through all of the radical things that Joe Biden's administration have done. Maybe some that not everyone picked up on. Oh man. And uh, some of the things that I have, uh, some of the things that I've been seeing over the past few days that we were going to talk about today have given me that same feeling. Um, uh, in particular, this crazy bill, or really there are two bills, the Build Back Better bill, and then there is the infrastructure bill that Democrats are trying to get passed. And the things in it are just, they're crazy. It's absurd. And how much it costs is absurd. And that is why Kirsten Cinema, as a Democrat in the Senate, is getting harassed because she doesn't know if she is going to vote yes. And they really need her. And they also need moderate Democrat Joe Manchin's yes in order to um, pass these bills. So let me let me explain it to you how CBS News explains it, because they do a pretty good job of breaking this down. So they say House Democrats have taken President Biden's first term domestic policy priorities and dropped them into one big 2,465 page bill that aims to expand the nation's social safety net and combat climate change. Uh, because the $3.5 trillion bill is opposed by Republicans, Democrats are trying to enact it through a budgetary process called reconciliation solely with Democratic support. But this would require a yes vote from every Senate Democrat. And two of them, Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin, say they won't support it unless the price comes down. So this bill includes all kinds of costly items on the Democratic wish list, things that sound good. But 
whenever the government comes in and says, hey, we're going to pay for this, that means that they also control it. It is almost impossible to um, allow the government the power to give you something without also allowing the government the power to take something away, namely your choice and liberty. So even though free pre-K child care, two years of free community college, ways to allegedly combat climate change, Medicare expansion, um, all of these things might sound really good, but it just means a, a, a huge... Um, uncontrollable bureaucratic state, bigger than it is now, um, that controls more aspects of our lives. And as a conservative, I am against that. I'm not against all um, government spending, obviously. I'm not against all programs. I believe that there is an important role in the government, and especially when it comes to incentivizing the making of the family. But um, I also believe that we have to responsibly limit the limit the powers, limit the authorities, limit the obligations of the government, because even things that sound good can actually inhibit our liberty. And that is very important to me. Liberty is very important to me. And we can see how this has happened in other countries around the world, that when you give the government um, too much power to do the things that sound good, to take care of you in a way that really shouldn't be their role, um, eventually you don't have the same uh, you don't have the same freedom to depend upon yourselves and your money-making ability and to make the choices that you want to make for your family as you did before. It always starts out sounding really good with really good intentions. And we can actually, we don't even have to look at other countries like Venezuela or Cuba that started in the same way. We can look at the United States and how the welfare state has grown since the 1960s. It has not eliminated poverty. It hasn't made life better. And actually, you can see, for example, the deterioration of the family really started in the 1960s along uh, the same path as the growth of the welfare state. That's true for both white and black families, but it has disproportionately affected uh, the black family. And so just be careful when you hear, well, why wouldn't you want free childcare? Why wouldn't you want free community college? All of these things are compassionate and good. Remember that you are giving responsibilities to the government that the government shouldn't have. You're giving power to the government that will then be used against you always. It is basically a law of nature. Um, so how they're paying for this huge, huge bill is According to CBS, the corporate tax rate would rise from 21% to 26%, and the top income tax rate for Americans making over $400,000 would increase from 37% to 39.6%. The top capital gains rate would also go from 20% to 25%. Uh, Democrats are also looking to beef up tax enforcement by the Internal Revenue Service, IRS, as a vehicle for paying for the package. So... If you make more than $400,000 a year, that's a lot in some places. Some places um, in the country, that's really not a whole lot of money. Um, your taxes are going to increase. And while I'm not completely incensed by raising the corporate tax rate, like that does end up trickling down to the consumer by, you know, raising the cost of products, which we're already seeing happen right now. We're already in some kind of economic 
um, some a, a lot of economic trouble right now. Um, so Manchin has already flip-flopped on whether or not he is a yes on this. He did say that he is not going to sign on to it if it doesn't include the Hyde Amendment, which prohibits our federal tax dollars from funding most abortions. Biden, who used to be for the Hyde Amendment, now he says, eh, I don't really care if this bill comes to me. You know, with the Hyde Amendment or not, I'm going to sign it. Manchin, like I said, is a moderate Democrat. He is senator from the very red West Virginia, went for Trump by like 70 percent. Um, but Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, of Washington, chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, told CNN that she cannot support a bill that includes the Hyde Amendment. So Democrats are really having some intra-party fighting right now um, between the progressive wing of the party, which really is pushing and leading the Democratic Party, including Joe Biden, um, and the more moderate part of uh, the Democratic Party. Uh, a lot of people thought that Joe Biden was going to be the moderate. He was going to bring people together. He has been the exact opposite of any kind of unifying president, and he has certainly governed to the left exactly as we told you he was going to do. Um, cinema. As we said at the beginning, as a moderate Democrat from Purple Red, Arizona, she says that the cost is too much for this. And because of that, she is being harassed. Now, Kirsten Cinema is not some secret conservative. She is literally, I'm not exaggerating, she is a bisexual pagan witch, okay, who protested the Iraq war with a group of witches. Like, she even refused to put her hand on the Bible when she was being sworn in in 2019. She put her hand on, like, the Constitution and the laws of Arizona or something like that. Uh, she is certainly pro-choice. She is liberal in many senses of the word. But she presides over a very, um, you know, a purple slash red state. And so that is how, I mean, she's got to govern that way or she's got to represent that way and good for her for representing the values of her constituency. But people on the far left, which, like I said, is dominating the Democratic Party, at least in the leadership, they don't like that. They don't like that about her. And so they are harassing her. Um, let me p play you a little clip of her being harassed in the bathroom. We need solutions to the Build Back Better plan. Need has the solutions that we need. We knocked on doors for you to get you elected. And just how we got you elected, we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us. So Biden was asked about this and Biden said, you know, this is according to The Hill. He didn't agree with activists who followed Senator Kirsten Sinema into a bathroom over the weekend to protest, um, you know, to protest her position on the reconciliation bill. But he says it happens to everybody. The only people it doesn't happen to are people who have Secret Service standing around them. So it's part of the process. Part of the process, apparently, is a woman being filmed in the bathroom. All right. So now the feminists, um, you know, the left wing feminists and the Democratic Party, AOC, the you know pundits at CNN, they all came out and they said, you know, this is too far. You shouldn't be harassing Kirsten. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm so sorry. I got that wrong. I got that wrong. They didn't do that at all. They said, no, this is this is fine. This is OK. It's OK to harass a woman in the bathroom. Kirsten Powers of CNN. She is also a professing progressive Christian who, you know, basically says that in order to be a true follower of Jesus, you have to be on the left and align yourself with all of these Democratic Party, uh, you know, dogmas and 
and agenda items. She also wrote a book. This is ironic. You'll see why when I read you this tweet. She wrote a book on grace and getting out of this toxic political moment. Well, she tweeted this. I'm flabbergasted by people who think a U.S. senator has been harmed by constituents trying to get her to understand how her actions affect actual lives. If she didn't want to be confronted in a bathroom, she could have stopped and talked to them outside the bathroom. So basically, she was asking for it because she didn't want to respond to harassers and give them the time of day, which I understand. Why would you reward that kind of behavior? She actually deserved someone filming her while she was peeing in a stall. Like if she's in the stall, you don't actually see that. But following someone into the bathroom, filming while they're going to the bathroom, harassing them, apparently is, um, is justified. Jezebel, the esteemed feminist rag, uh, said this on Twitter, absolutely bully Kirsten Cinema outside of her bathroom stall. You know, what I say to this is if your answer to the question, should a woman have privacy in the bathroom? Does a woman deserve the right to privacy in a bathroom? If your answer to that question is anything other than a simple yes, you are a predator, okay? You're a freaking weirdo. Please don't act like you care about women or you care about privacy or you care about feminism if you think that someone complaining about their senator's vote justifies them following them and filming them um, in a, a bathroom. Come on now. Uh, George Takai, who is, uh, I think that's how you say his name. He is, you know, an actor or something. He has so many brainworm takes all the time. But he said the right is outraged that Kirsten Cinema was followed into a bathroom by some protesters, but supports paying uh, $10,000 bounties to spy on and report women seeking abortions. Got it. Well, no, that's not what the Texas law does, George, as if you cared. But a woman cannot actually... Um, she she can't be she can't get in trouble under the Texas law. Uh, uh, women who seek abortions really that has nothing to do with the law. It's people who aid and abet getting that abortion. They can be sued under that law, but a woman getting an abortion can't. And so that is not even a good point, even though he tried. There was an attempt, George. Um, okay, we're going to read a little bit more about this commentary about Kirsten Cinema being harassed in a bathroom in one second. But I've got to tell you about our first sponsor for the day. Can you tell I'm kind of fired up? Can you tell I'm kind of fired up today? I might need to just like calm down, take some deep breaths about everything that is going on. Maybe I even need to like do a craft or something like that. Annie's Kit Clubs allows you to detach from everything crazy that's going on in the news cycle. And it allows you to, you know, work with your hands, to calm down, to do something that maybe feels therapeutic and make a craft that you can actually use in your home. Andy's Kit Clubs has an amazing selection to choose from. There's crocheting, there's knitting, there's card making, jewelry making, quilting, sewing, even general crafting clubs that sends you some of everything. Whether you want a fresh way to dive into your favorite craft or want to try something new, Andy's Kit Clubs are a fun and convenient way to be creative. Making things with your hands is so good for you. It's therapeutic and stress relieving. Annie's makes it really easy. They send you all of the supplies and the instructions that you need to your front door. Go to andyskitclubs.com slash Allie. Save 50% on your first kit. That's andyskitclubs.com slash Allie. andyskitclubs.com slash Allie. Okay, so in National Review, they talk about this whole Kirsten Cinema debacle, uh, debacle and how it's just not normal. And the fact that there are people on the left defending it is just 
It's insane. So they talk about what happened. It was on the campus of Arizona State University where cinema teaches a class. And the article in National Review says the condemnation was, well, non-existent. Reporting on the incident, Newsweek led with the fact that as of last night, the video had been viewed four million times on social media. At the Washington Post, the key takeaway was that frustration over Senator Kirsten Sinema's refusal to fall in line with other Senate Democrats and pass legislation central to President Biden's agenda had boiled over. Over. On Twitter, meanwhile, the Daily Beast contended merely that Cinema had locked herself in the bathroom to avoid young activists. So Charles Cook in National Review points out what I think is so obvious to all of us at this point. He says, one imagines that this might be more obvious that, you know, there should be some condemnation and, and pushback to this. This might be more obvious if the politics were slightly different. If instead of a left winger berating a moderate Democrat in the loo, a right winger had berated a moderate Republican, it would have been the biggest news of the year. Within minutes, the occurrence would have had a name, the Arizona attack, perhaps. Within a day, it would have been deemed to be representative of of everything that was wrong with the American right and with the United States itself. Within a week, we would have been drowning in breathless TV segments, uh, tenditious op-eds, and mawkish lectures about the sanctity of democracy in America. I can hear the rhetoric now. He says, change a handful of inconvenient details in this incident would be cast as an attack on women, on the LGBT community, and on our democracy itself. Put the motivating criticisms in the mouth of Tucker Carlson instead of Chris Hayes of MSNBC. An episode would be widely held as the logical endpoint of the climate of hatred that has been whipped up. Attribute the passion to a MAGA type instead of a progressive, and it would be said to evoke the painful memories of January 6th. Noting the event, the Washington Post concluded that it was representative of the dissatisfaction that many Arizona Democrats and Democrats across the country have voiced over cinema's resistance toward the reconciliation bill. Is there anyone alive who believes that the Post would have been this sanguine if the roles had been reversed? Absolutely not. I mean, AOC every other week talks about how someone glanced the wrong way in her direction and she thought she was about to be assaulted. I mean, obviously that's hyperbole, but she is always talking about how any legitimate criticism about her is just because of her identity as some like BIPOC immigrant woman. She can't actually take any critiques as being legitimate or being sincere. She doesn't take any of it to heart. She always falls back on her identity in the media just as, oh, Yes, AOC, it is so hard to be you. Oh, my goodness. Please just um, tell us about how oppressed you are as you are driving away to one of your homes in your Tesla. Uh, so we see a lot more sympathy towards people who are on the far left coming from the media rather than someone like Kirsten Cinema, who is still a Democrat. Like she is still a liberal, um, but she's a little bit heterodox. Like she doesn't fall in line. She doesn't play by the rules. And now if you're heterodox in any way, like if you are in the center, you are considered a conservative. Like we've seen this with the demonizing of someone like Joe Rogan, who is a liberal in most senses of the word. But does he get on board with the fact that it man can just say that he is a woman and become a woman? Or does he get on board with the fact that we are now censoring therapeutics that have been proven in many cases to to work in um, mitigating the severity of COVID? Does he get on board with authoritarianism? No. And so now he's labeled this like right wing crazy person, conspiracy theorist, when he's really not right wing. Someone on Instagram said they were trolling me and they were actually trolling someone else. And they said, of course you follow Allie Beth Stuckey. She's the white girl, Joe Rogan. And I said, 
Oh my, oh my goodness. You mean like the most successful podcaster in the world? Oh, what a diss. Again, there was an attempt. There was an attempt to troll, but I just want to say thank you. The reality is Joe Rogan and I are very, very different. We have totally different values in a lot of ways, totally different politics, but like you're just lumped in with right-wing conservative people if you just are slightly heterodox. I'm fine with that. Like, let's take the liberals who don't fall in line with every aspect of progressivism. I said this on Instagram, like Russell Brand, another person. Like I said this on Instagram that you know what? Politically speaking, you are my people. If you are anti-authoritarian and you are doing your best to live not by lies, the people that I just I th- that are not my people, politically speaking, are the people who can't not live by lies. Like they just believe every new progressive narrative when it comes to race and racism, when it comes to identity, when it comes to gender and so-called gender identity, um, when it comes to every narrative about uh, COVID, when it comes to um, every policy that is proposed by the left, they just jump on board with all of that. And no matter how authoritarian it is, the only response that they have to that they have to left-wing authoritarianism is but Trump. Those are, I just can't. Or the people who say that an unborn child is just a clump of cells, like at least be honest about what you're talking about. Those people, you're not my people. The people who are my people, politically speaking, we can disagree on a whole host of things. Like we can disagree on lots of different policies, lots of different cultural issues. At the end of the day, like I'm a Christian, that's where my convictions are going to align. But we can like, like we can get along. We can share a country together. We can link arms on the issues that we agree on that matter. We've had a lot of those kinds of people on this podcast, left-wing people who refuse to say, for example, that a man can be a woman and vice versa. Okay, Like, uh, we can be united on that front, even if we disagree in other ways. But unfortunately, I just don't know how. I don't know how to align with people or to link arms with people who insist that two plus two is five in every way. Um, And so Kirsten Sinema, welcome to the right. Andrew Yang, welcome to the right. Joe Manchin, welcome to the right, you crazy right-wing conservative conspiracy theorists. Joe Rogan, Russell Brand, all of you, you know, diehard conservatives, welcome, welcome. Um, Kirsten Cinema, she responded to all of this, her bathroom com- uh, confrontation. Uh, she said that the individuals disrupted her classes. She was teaching at Arizona State University. She said, you know, we love the First Amendment. Um, that's fine, but this wasn't, uh, beha- this wasn't legitimate protest. This is unacceptable, she said, for an activist uh, to instruct their members to jeopardize themselves by engaging in unlawful activities because you are jeopardizing yourself when you break the law. Um, And she says that, you know, she's been committed to creating a safe and intellectually challenging environment for her students. And that environment was um, was breached. And, uh, you know, so she condemned that she was also harassed on an airplane. So just not a great day. Not a great day. Uh, for Kirsten, for Kirsten Cinema. Um, all right, got one more thing to talk about quickly, but I got to tell you my second sponsor for the day, and that is Good Ranchers. Did you know that 80% of the grass fed beef sold in the United States is imported from overseas? 
It's staggering. 100% of the meat from Good Ranchers is from America, though. Ethically raised, sustainably sourced, all that good stuff. They've traveled the U.S. and met with the actual farmers, so they are ensuring high quality. Um, The product is individually wrapped. It's vacuum sealed. It's ready to grill. This helps eliminate waste. All kinds of all kinds of meat, better than organic chicken. Craft beef shows up to your front door, super easy. If you subscribe, you get twenty percent off a box. Comes down to like five dollars a meal, really good deal. Use my link, goodranchers.com/slash/allie for twenty dollars off and free express shipping. You can use my code Allie as well. That's goodranchers.com/slash/allie. Goodranchers.com/slash/allie. Okay, so I want to talk about I want to talk about this. Um, bill coming from a democrat uh the representative chris rab and he um is deciding that he is going to uh he's presenting this bill in the state of pennsylvania um and of course he has uh he has pronouns in his profile and his profile picture is wearing a mask in unsurprising news um he has presented this bill that says i will be intru- oh, he says on twitter i'll be introducing a bill inspired by rep kelly cassidy that requires all inseminators because, you know, some inseminators in this world can be women, uh, to undergo vasectomies, he hashtags vasectomies, hashtag vasectomies, uh, within six weeks of having their third child or 40th birthday, whichever comes first, uh, hashtag repro justice, reproductive rights. Um, So people are freaking out about this, and I understand you're freaking out. This is a parody bill. So he's trying to make the point. He's trying to say that Oh, so you want to police women's bodies? Why don't we police men's bodies? They're trying to make a point. This isn't like a legitimate law that is going to pass. They think that they're making a clever point. The thing is, is that forcing sterilization is not the same thing as restricting abortion. This just goes to show that it's really the left who doesn't understand biology or they're feigning ignorance to try to sear their consciences about you know, what they're actually standing for, which is the brutal slaughter of unborn children. They continue to diminish the life that is being lost in an abortion. Abortion is not a healthcare procedure because healthcare procedures don't intentionally kill anyone. You're killing a baby in an abortion. And when you look at whether it is um, a tongue in cheek uh, argument by the left or a legitimate argument by the left, um, every time you bring it back to the baby, there really is no argument. The only honest argument that you can make on the left um, is not, well, you only care about babies before birth. It's not, uh, well, what about all these policies that you apparently have to support in order to truly be pro-life? It's not, oh, well, it's a clump of cells. All of those are dishonest. All of those are fallacious. We can have conversations about policies. That doesn't change the fact that abortion kills a human being, and you need to be able to say why that is. So the only honest honest argument is to say that you know that it's killing a human being, uh, you know it's killing a, a defenseless human, and yet you think it's an acceptable killing, then you need to be able to say why. Like, that's the only relevant question when it comes to whether or not you think abortion should be legal. Why do you think it should be legal to kill this innocent human being? Because it's in a, uh, in a mother's womb and not other human beings. Is it location? Is it dependency? Is it size? Is it age? Like why are any of those factors good enough to justify the killing of a baby? Like if you saw any of the um, videos that came out of the women's marches over the weekend of these women saying like, oh, you know, abortion, there was literally, this was honest. This girl, I posted it on Instagram. She had a sign that said, 
F them kids. Of course, she had it written out and was just, I mean, I mean this in the most profound sense, like depravity is just ugly and you could see it like it was visible. It was it was palpable, just the evil and the wickedness and the hatred and the resentment coming from uh, coming from these women toward children and just the ignorance when they were like one person was asked, like, why do you think it's OK to dismember a baby in the womb and re- and remove them? And the woman, the protester was like, I have no idea what you what are you talking about? She didn't even know that's what happens in an abortion. The vast majority of pro-choicers have no idea how gruesome abortion is, which just makes me wonder, like, what do you think happens in an abortion? Like, do you think it's like fairy dust and like the baby just disappears and goes to heaven? Like. It is brutal. It is painful, especially in the second and third trimesters. But it's brutal no matter what. It's wrong no matter what, because a human life has that unique DNA at the moment of conception. All that child needs is time um, to become uh, to become a human that can actually, uh, you know, exist outside the womb. It's a human from the beginning. But uh, to exist outside of the womb, all it needs is is time. And so um this is a it's dishonest it's a dishonest a try to be clever argument coming from this Pennsylvania representative uh, because in the case of forced sterilization like there's you're not you're not saving anyone's life like there is no human being uh, other than uh, no human being affected other than the man that you would be forced to be sterilized and in the case of abortion, restricting abortion, you're saving the life of a child. That's what you're doing. The physical life of a child. I saw Jamila Jamil or whatever her name is. She said, Jamila Jamil, yeah, she said that she had an abortion. She doesn't regret it. Of course, her conscience is seared. She is uh, depraved in mind. She has a reprobate mind. Why would she regret it? She is a calloused heart of stone. Um, but she said, you know, patriarchy designed this attack on women's freedom to keep us in our place, to hold us back, to derail our lives and instill terror in us. It's an attempt to stop us from having sex outside of marriage. Okay. It's to punish us even if we are sexually assaulted, even if we are children, even if it was by a family member. Yes. uh, It's punishing you to say, hey, sorry, you can't kill your baby. Again, it's just a disregard of the loss of life that actually happens um, in an abortion. And she goes on to argue that a person does not have a right to live if that person gets in the way of your hopes and dreams. I mean, how selfish can you possibly get? And yet, um, New York Magazine had the audacity to print an article arguing that having a child, um, especially today, is um, essentially selfish. Uh, describes it this way, you choose out of a desire for fulfillment or self-betterment or boredom or peer pressure to bring a human into this world has never seemed more selfish than today. You're right. It is so self-serving of me um, to wake up multiple times a night with a newborn or to sacrifice so much of our time and our energy, joyfully and thankfully, but sacrifice so much of our convenience, so much of our time, so much of maybe the things that we just want to do for the sake of a child, right? That's selfish, but what? Spending all of your money on new shoes and, um, you know, like having uh, having an abortion and purposely avoiding having children so that you can pursue some kind of mediocre marketing career, that's selfless? Come on now, come on. Um, and I'm not talking about people who can't have children or are not in a position to have children. I am talking about this particular argument that says that you should purposely not be having children so you can be selfless. Up is down, 
right is wrong, people calling evil good and good evil. It's a messed up world, which means that we Christians have to be so clear about who we are and what we believe unapologetically. Before we end today's episode, let me tell you about a new sponsor for the day, and that is NetSuite. So slow is just right if you're on vacation or if you're a sloth um, or describing QuickBooks. It's really, it's more like slow books when you think about it. So now... Now is the time to make the switch to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system, because NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. It's everything that you need to grow all in one place. You can automate your processes and close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. Failing to switch to NetSuite will leave you stuck trying to make sense of your books while your uh, competitors sprint ahead. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control since switching to NetSuite. So it's very worth it. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to netsuite.com slash Allie right now. That's special financing at netsuite.com slash Allie. NetSuite.com okay guys thank you so much for listening like i said we'll be back here tomorrow we'll be talking about um big tech and everything that's happening with that facebook whistleblower it's really a fascinating story one more thing as we were recording there um was uh, a school shooter in Texas. And the reason we didn't talk about it is just because we don't have all of the details yet. Um, But as it happens, I'll try to update on Instagram as we find more information. Definitely be praying. There was, as far as we know right now, there was one teacher who died and several people injured. So please pray for them. Gosh, gosh, this world needs Jesus. All right, we'll be back here tomorrow. See you guys then.